to the Sunday edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. The recap of the previous game and I look forward to the up-and-coming midweek fixture. Uh, this is just a, a two-some. So this week it's myself and it's Simon. How's Sunday keeping you, Simon? Yeah, not bad. Uh, had the hound out for a walk. Um, it's, just, it's nice to see your face, Barry, um, in the virtual studio. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, we're following on from a... Yet again, another defeat uh, against Oxford. Yeah, well, <clears throat> just looking at the stats, really, um, pretty even in possession, which I thought, you know, the game the game showed yesterday. But then we were peppered with shots from Oxford. They had 18 in total compared to our seven. And then likewise, on shots and target, they had eight to our one, which must have been Tello Asgard's um, goal. And then, you know, corners and fouls pretty much pretty much even but I think that's you know the tail of the tape there sums up the game doesn't it you know it, it wasn't the best of games it's the position that we're in isn't it uh, at the end of the day Cal Joseph as well could have had you know another goal uh, we keep saying if buts and maybe he could have had five or six this season he's still on that that zero and you know stabbed stabbed wide from an open goal which is the, the, the more heartbreaking um, thing and I put a comment on um, our predictions group that uh, I hope he doesn't end up like Rufus Smalls off Mike Bassett, England manager. He missed a penalty in the uh, the World Cup and then didn't score again for for God knows how long. I feel that as soon as Joseph gets that goal, it's going to be um, kind of uh, he'll get the bo- the wheels in motion, won't he? Once you get one, you kind of get into the flow of it because he's a goal scorer. We know that from his um, time uh, in the reserve, well, in the 23s and what have you. But frustrating, a real frustrating um, result. I think if the game had been 10 minutes longer, we might have nicked a draw. Mm. Um, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. They would come on strong at the end. We had a bit of energy in the side once Crankshaw had come on. Uh, I thought midfield was shocking, to be honest. And that's where all the threats were coming, straight down in the middle. Didn't expect anything different. I've seen a lot of negativity on Facebook and Twitter aiming and directing it at the players people please just get a grip these players it's not the players we know we know they're not good enough or as a team they're not we're in this situation due to the Hong Kong consortium that had us followed by the admins and the EFL and the lack of movement this is I mean we're going to discuss stuff on the on the midweek podcast uh, where I think we're heading it's a very frightening position we're in at the moment Attacking the players is going to do anybody any good. I expected us to, to be in the bottom, you know, the bottom four, to be honest. Uh, and that's where we are. It's just every game's the same as the last one. And Oxford was no different, no different whatsoever. But we move on. I mean, we didn't have a, have a manager or an assistant manager in the dugout. I mean, this is what this is what we're facing. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it, it, it was yesterday, was, you know, it was a very frustrating Result, you take, but then you can you can try and take a positive out of a game. I feel very Martinez esque doing this, but an academy product scored, um, and you know we we were in the game. And the other positive, Barry, we're no longer bottom of the league. What a fantastic day! We lost the game of football and we climbed up the table. You can't ask for more than that. No, so there's a team worse than us at the minute, which is superb. Yeah. Um, in, you know, just what you're saying there about Asgard's goal. A cracking goal, um, and it's not the first goal that we've scored similar to that, is it? I mean, Will Keane's at Tranmere, for example, he scored one at the DW Stadium, which was very similar. 
Cal Naismith crossed it in from the right and in it. And it looks like something that we definitely work on in training, that, that near post header. Well, that's really it. good stuff. It's something that um, a friend of the show, Kieran, mentioned uh, last season. Get you know, get the get to the byline or or as near as damn it, get the cross in and get people attacking the ball. You know, you've got a good chance then of potentially getting a, a goal. You know, yeah. old school football, isn't it? Ball in the box, cross it in, you've got someone who can head it, boom, one nil, up the ticks, come on. Right. Okay. So like I said, we'll leave that game behind and we move on and we're looking forward now to Tuesday evening, uh, another home game for the Latics. We welcome Bristol Rovers, who are also in the bottom four. And uh, before we, we, we start this, we've got um, a Bristol Rovers supporter who lives next up but one to myself. Uh, his name's Ed Collier. Uh, he's a Bristol lad and married a Wigan girl. Uh, he's a good lad. He's been on the podcast before and uh, he's done a little interview for us. So what we'll do, we'll have a listen to this now, Si, if it's all right with you. Looking forward to it. So, uh, Ahmed, uh, Rovers fan of uh, well, a long time now, uh, I think 1995 was my first match. Um, I don't go to many games now, because um, I mostly live up north, but uh, I do follow Wigan's results as well. So, Basically, Rovers, uh, last few years, we've kind of been mid-table, not doing much in League One, uh, kind of our typical average position over our history, really. This season, we've had a manager of change already. Paul Tisdale came in on Thursday. We lost our first match under him yesterday, which was 1-0 at Swindon, who were also struggling, so that was a bit of a letdown. He's promised to come in and work under the club's new framework of progressing young players and playing attractive football. But yeah, we're now in the relegation zone, so uh, it's a bit of a six-pointer on Tuesday against Wigan, really, because uh, they're struggling as well. So. I think we capitulated against Fleetwood 4-1, so um, I don't think I think the, the board had seen enough then and thought, time to make a change. So Rovers have always pr- um, produced and had really good goal scorers. Um, back in the 90s we had Jamie Curiton, who's probably still playing now, even though he's about 45 or something. Uh, Jason Roberts, of course, who with the Wigan link. Um, Nathan Ellington, again with Wigan. And then more recently we've had, well, Matty Taylor, of course, who got from non-league and then went to Bristol City, who I think scored against for Oxford, against Wigan yesterday. So um, I'm sure if there were loads of fans at the Rovers match, he'd get a, a warm reception, because um, uh, Rovers fans call him a bit of a snake for... Uh, for uh, moving over to the red side of the city um, and then obviously last season we had well, Johnson Clark Harris we had him for about 18 months and he did really well for us because he was a strong powerful striker but then we sold him in the summer to Peterborough so as usual we're selling all our best players um, <laughs> so it looks like the, the club wants to continue with that vein of, 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 of you know, track history um, but then yeah, the new one we've got is Brandon Hanlon who didn't really have an amazing scoring record in the last couple of but um, uh, but he's, he's done pretty well to start, to start with, not scored many goals but um, as a team, but he's scored five already this season, which is not bad for a new striker. Um, he's kind of like our only threat really up front at the moment, so hopefully he can do something on Tuesday, but we'll come away and see. It's a difficult question to, look, you know, to, to think of like, who, would, who would be a threat on Tuesday, because we've not really looked threatening all season. <laughs> I think the defence has been a bit dodgy, we can see him from set pieces really easily. Um, I think Sam Nicholson is a Scottish winger we bought in the summer, he seems 
fairly dangerous, like running it, you know, like running down the wing and trying to like, you know, to get the attack started. But I don't think, um, apart from Handler, Daly, Daly's a young striker we picked up from Crystal Palace. Uh, he scored three goals, which for a 20-year-old is not too bad. Um, but I think he was he was out with concussion, I think, on on Saturday. So I don't know whether he'll be playing on Tuesday. Garner, the previous manager, bought well, we bought 15 players in the summer, and I think like most of them were midfielders. <laughs> so we've got low, we've got like four left-sided wing wing backs or left backs, and but only three strikers, one of whom's injured. And the the main playmaker we bought in for like from Coventry's own Westbrook, I don't think by all accounts has not been doing that amazing. And he was dropped on Saturday. And we've also got um, Alts Toomer on loan from uh, Charlton, I think. He's a, got a good track record in this division for Walsall, but um, again, he was dropped on Saturday. So we've been promised attacking football, but he dropped our two most creative players on Saturday. So I don't know what I don't know what's going to happen on Wednesday um, on Tuesday, to be honest. So I'll go for one-one. I know it's a bit of a sit on the fence score, but I think we'll probably take the lead. But then we'll, as usual, we'll we'll we'll, we'll probably concede from a set piece. I, I never predict a Rovers win because you know I've been watching them for long enough to know that you can never predict a Rovers win, even though we're going to struggling. So I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd to be honest, I'll be happy with that. Thank you very much for that, uh, Ed. A really good insight into the Rovers. Uh, mm. He's he's as uh, optimistic as what we probably are. He's going for a for a, a one-all draw. Yeah, just just before we go into what Ed said, I really like what you've done there, Barry. And you know, it's obviously, it's a new feature, isn't it? This the Sunday recap of the game and the, the preview forward. Um, but I like that. I, I really like that. I know it's taking you a bit of time with your, your technology and what have you, but it's um, a yeah. good little look. You, yeah, any excuse to play a massive attack is what I say. And with them being a Bristol band as well, you know that's. Uh, that's where it come in. And of course, Banksy is rumoured to be out of massive attack, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And one thing one thing I like is that we can actually pay a bit of attention now to the, the second game, so to speak, before the, the next main podcast. Uh, it was interesting, a couple of things they were saying. Uh, first one, that they uh, Bristol got beat yesterday, didn't they, against uh, John Sheridan, Super Red Army, at, uh, at Swindon. Uh, you know, a 1-0 defeat there. <clears throat> but also the change in manager. They've they've had a uh, you know a change. Was it Garner? He said was sat yes. following a four-one defeat at um, Fleetwood against Fleetwood at home. Yeah, replaced by such a good manager. I feel Paul Tisdale. Oh well, I mean, there's one thing about Tisdale. Without any doubt, he'll be the smartest dress manager in the division. Oh yeah, I mean, he's a trendy guy, isn't it? Uh, but yeah, I mean, what he. Did with Exeter City over that nine or ten years ago was there. It was nothing sort of miraculous. I mean, they were really on their arse, weren't they? And fan owned club, but I mean, he did fantastic stuff with them, brought them out to non league football, uh, got them promoted to League One, had the highest finish for, for years, eighth. And they got relegated, but he had them back up again. Um, yeah, and he had them playing some nice football. and Everybody, most of the players that he had down there had come, had come through their academy. So I think they've got themselves um, a really, a really, really good manager. And there's a word that's used a lot in the, at the moment around League One and Two, and that's sustainability. Yeah, and I think yeah. if you want, if you want a manager that is would be perfect to to provide that role of sustainability in your club through fostering young talents and, and better them in. Uh, I think Tisdale is. I think they've made a, a great appointment, though. Well, it's interesting as well, the model that he's bought into. 
Um, very similar to a model that um, obviously a lot of clubs are going to be looking at. Obviously, a club like us will be looking at, which is to nurture the young talent, bring them through, sell them on for um, a profit. It's something that Bristol have done over the years as well, isn't it? With players, and obviously Ed mentions it, <clears throat> with players that they've had over the years. Um, but I think clubs at League One, League Two level, that's really going to be the um, the structure and the model, isn't it, going forward? Absolutely, yeah. And, and when you think that, I mean, both Jason Roberts and uh, Nathan Ellison cut the teeth down at Bristol Rovers. Yeah. But uh, the guy who uh, scored against us, Matty Taylor, he, he, he broke some pots there with them, you know, in the Oxford game. Also, uh, Calvin Clark Harris, who scored for Peterborough against us earlier this season, he, he did well there for him last season. And not, not forgetting Marcus Stewart, who was at Oddersfield for Donkey Gees and, and broke all sorts of goal scoring records there. He came through through that set up. Um, yeah, the, I think they were sort of renowned for it at Bristol Rovers. So, uh, yeah, good on them. Good on them. Just having a look at their um, their results through November. Um, they lost against Peterborough, 2 0. But then they won against Warsaw, 2 1. And then they lost against Fleetwood, 4 1. But then they beat Chelsea under 21s, 4 3. They lost against Swindon, 1 0. So is it, a, is it a Bristol win if we're looking at patterns? Well, I think look at league patterns rather than cup. I mean, the two wins that they've had are both cup wins. In the last five games, they've lost four and drawn one. That's the league form. Yeah, I mean, Peter and Hull, though, you know, they've played two of the, the big teams in the league, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we've, uh, you know... We, we're the big club in this division. <laughs> oh, no, that's a joke. That's a joke. I've no idea. I've no idea, really, how, how good they are or how poor they are. Uh, they've had a change of manager that can either have a, a, a kick, a knock-on effect straight away or it can take time for things to settle down. Um, what I'd like to see is, uh, is is a good game of football, to be honest, with chances at both ends. Yeah, possibly. I must admit, I mean, I know I came off last night and I spoke to you and said that I was a, a bit... I was, I was disheartened, wasn't I? To say the least. Um, <clears throat> you know, and just just a bit frustrated. There's, there's a couple of discussion points, I think, uh, not regarding the, the actual game against Oxford, but regarding um, other situations surrounding the club and the streaming that we could we can maybe discuss on Wednesday. Um, but... Yeah, you don't mind us seeing a good game. Um, we know the players are in a, a poor situation, um, and we haven't had the in like we've had in recent years. We haven't had the the pick of the uh, crop, have we? So, no, no, we've not. But let, let, let's get back onto the game on, tu- on Tuesday, Bristol Rovers. We've met twenty six times down the years. Uh, we've got ten wins each. And six draws, so it's 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 dead even between both both clubs. Um, I, I like my ref watch. It's James Bell from Sheffield. He is brand new and young, so we've got another brand new young referee. It's his first season in the football league. He's done eleven games, thirty three yellows and five reds. Um, standout game for, for me from down the years was the second of December, nineteen ninety seven, the year my lovely wife and myself got married. She's in the next room listening on. 
we won that game 3-0. But what is outstanding about it, there was five red cards, which is still a joint record in the Football League. Five reds. Four for Bristol Rovers, one for us. I remember that game, Barry. I, I was... Um... What would I have been? I'd have been like 10 or 11 then, as you were getting married. I were, I were only young. <laughs> um, yeah, well, there you so, go. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, the referee that night was Kevin Lynch, uh, who, who sent off the, the five players and actually worked for the Latics as an hospitality guy uh, a, a few years later when we turned at the uh, DW Stadium. But for those who are wondering who the Latics player who received a red card, it was none other than Graham Jones for uh, yeah for Ed Button, <laughs> Ed Button, a Bristol Rovers player, uh, just right on half time. So quite an entertaining game of football. There's an article on our, our blog page actually uh, about this particular game, so it's, it's worth a, a read if anybody wants to have a look at uh, progress with the Unity Blogspot. Yeah, right side, I'm going to press you for a for a, a, a prediction. See, I don't like this because I normally get away with it on the main pod and because um, <laughs> I'm asking everyone else. Um, I think we'll get a draw. Um, I think it'll be, I'm gonna, I would say, a goal apiece. I'd love us to win, don't get me wrong, uh, because I think if we, if we win, it drags Bristol right into the mix because it only puts us two points behind them then. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a draw. It's Tuesday night, under the lights. It's not going to be a great game. Uh, but hopefully we get we get a point. A point minimum is what I'm after. Right. Um, I'm going to go with both yourself and Ed, who went also went for a draw. I'm going to go for a draw, and I'm going to go for one apiece, like Ed went for. Just hope there might be one other of our big players back for the game, and uh, we show a little bit more energy than what we did in the first half against Oxford United. Yeah, and it's good to see that two of those big names that you know you're alluding to are back in training. So hopefully we can get them back out on the grass against the gas. On the grass against the gas. Well, let's hope so. Anyway, uh, it's a short one. These Sunday ones are only going to be short, straight to the point. No waffle from us. So uh, enjoy, enjoy the uh, the rest of the weekend. Sai and the rest of the Latics uh, faithful. Don't get too downbeat with the players. Uh, they're ours and they're, they're what we've got and let's get behind them uh, and let's direct our anger at the uh, former owners in Hong Kong the EFL and of course the administrators on that bombshell good afternoon from us it's, 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 it's Wednesday <laughs>